Let's go. Sit down. What deals are you guys doing right now Sit for down. realtors or outside agents? Uh, 7% for June, 6% for July, 4% for August. This seems appropriate. Hold on. You need to contact. Hey, uh, welcome back, welcome back. Let's go. Are we recording right now? Yes. Oh my gosh. Shark do 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 mommy shark do 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 mommy shark do 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 mommy shark. Daddy shark do do daddy shark do 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 do. Yeah, I will never play this for my kid. Welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Think Forward podcast. I am your host, Executive Director Abel Janelle, Project Think Forward. I have my co-host here, Cameron Dixon, Operations Director. Brand new, father alert, father alert. Yeah, boy. Brand new father alert. Hey man, let me tell you, this is probably the best thing that I've ever done in my entire life. In my entire life, like I'm so holding, bro, I'm holding back the tears right now. No, Damn. no cap. I mean, it's it's been a whirlwind of emotions, a whirlwind of just like absolute adornment and love. And I recommend anybody who wants to have a kid and is, has the ability and the blessings to yeah, have yeah. a kid, yeah. bro, go ahead. Say and, the right words, you know. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, go ahead and do that because I, I don't think. It's just a blessing. That's really all I can say is it's it's a true blessing for sure. Well, I mean, you know, I I didn't want to talk prior for that reason. I mean, go, you know, get, give us the play by play. I mean, people have been waiting. I mean, yeah. So listen, yeah, let's hear this. We um we got to forty weeks, which is you know past her due date, which was last Sunday. What is full term? Thirty nine, thirty eight. Thirty nine to forty in, in okay, that so range. Right so like going range. over like forty, you go into that forty one, forty two mark. They don't want you to do that for whatever reason. So and I guess it's either not the best for the baby or not healthy for the mom. One or the other. I'm not a doctor, but right. they want you to you know deliver within that window. So after she missed her due date on Sunday, we went in Monday night at 10 p.m. to get induced. Um, had a big family dinner before that. It was a really great time. Awesome. Everything was great. And then we got to the hospital. And, you know, they started the processing. They gave her, you know, different medicines to, um, you know, kind of help induce the labor and go through that process. And, you know, I tell you what, man, women are a special, 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 special special sex more time for the women you know yeah to do what they do and to go through this process and just have the ability with their bodies to do what they can do it's it's absolutely like incredible did you watch the birth happen so we didn't actually have a natural birth and there was a couple factors that played into that ali um as she was going through that induction process uh she wouldn't she didn't have the ability to get to that full 10 centimeter dilation okay, point yeah. 
um, and Caden was in a lot of distress during this window. So it was actually, you know, I did my own research and kind of like background information. And what they do is they, you know, hook up to a fetal heart monitor. Yes, um, yeah. They track the contractions and yeah. all of that stuff. So I've seen I was, private practice before. Yeah, you know, and I was looking at all of that and reading it and kind of, you know, going through that. And I started to notice like, you know, Caden was having late D cells, which is like a... Um, you know, a lower heart rate when Hallie's having contractions. Well, okay. Allie's body, for whatever reason, went into these contraction points where it was like 20 to 30 minutes of just straight contractions, which puts a lot of pressure on the baby. Okay. They um, tried to kind of like reverse the um, induction. I don't know if that's the right word, but tried to kind of like slow down that process so that the labor wasn't happening as quickly and the contractions were happening as quickly. But he was still having a really hard time, so they went and rushed her into the operating room, and they did an emergency C-section. Um, come to find out, the cord was actually wrapped around his neck. No. So, yeah, it was. No. Yes, it was very, no. very scary. You're not giving me the same story that I went through. There's no way. No, I'm, I'm so serious. It no, was, there's no way. Seriously, yeah. how could you have times before? Well, I didn't want to talk about it too much or anything until, like, I knew both of them were, like, absolutely, like, 100% healthy. Right. And I tell you what, man, it was, it was a really, really scary process, like, you know, seeing her get rushed into the operating room. Oh, my God. They had to gown me up and put me in scrubs, and then they brought me in, like, a little but after, thankfully, you know, like I'm telling you, man, it's a blessing. Thankfully, yeah. they got through that whole process. Um, I did watch the procedure. Okay. So, you know, they are you watched both. them kind of cut? No, nah, I watched the whole thing. It was okay. nuts. Um, so, <laughs> you know, thank God both of them are okay. They're both healthy. They're both doing absolutely amazing. But to watch the procedure. So you saw the doctor cut, pull them out. I saw the doctor cut. Well, really, it wasn't the so much the cutting because I mean, me and you both, like you know, we watch a lot of shows, and yeah. you know, like Grey's Anatomy's my my John. For it, sure, it, it really is. is. Yeah. Like I I watch that passionately. I've watched it over and over again. But like when you're in there and you're in person, different vibes, and it's the one you love on the table, and like you see them like literally cutting her stomach, yeah. and then what was like adamantly like just ingrained into my head is when both of the doctors had her like cut. And then each one of them had both of their hands like inside her stomach and then they like pulled it apart to where like I feel like I could have like hula hooped like with her body at a certain point. It was that wide. Oh my gosh. Yes. And then they like pulled out the placenta and they like I guess I don't know if they cut the sack or whatever they did with it. But then all of a sudden like popped out like a baby and like had him. And what was really crazy was he was purple like when he first came out. But I think it was because there was the lack of oxygen um, from the umbilical cord. So they rushed him over there. I was freaking out, but I was trying to, you know, kind of like remain yeah, calm through strong. that whole process so that Allie didn't freak out while she was on the table. But she was absolutely like blasted with all the different, um, she had the epidural yeah. and then she had, I, I guess, another uh, medicine that they use so that they can do the C-section so that she's still active and alert, but like she couldn't feel a thing. So she didn't really know what was like really going on until after the fact. Right. But... They got through that process. They stitched her up. That whole process went great. And then, you know, they took her back to the recovering room and they took Kate into the nursery where they were giving him oxygen and trying to give him, you know, fluids and IVs and different things like that um, just to make sure that he was okay. So we didn't really know for a good 20 to 30 minutes whether or not, like, our son was doing okay, whether or not, like, he didn't have enough oxygen through the process of them, like, getting him out. And finally, they let me go back there after Allie was okay. She was stitched up, headed to the, um, you know, uh, recovering room. And I saw my son, 
and the doctor was doing things. I saw him moving around, and it, like it was a really it was a whirlwind of emotion for me because I saw the pediatric doctor, Doctor Briner, over there, and yeah. she was you know working with him. And was your doctor back right from vacay? No, no, no. It was a whole different this, doctor that did the this procedure. Guy. So this uh, guy, yeah. So I saw Doctor Briner, and I literally the only thing I asked him was like, "Is he okay?" And as soon as she said, "Yeah, he's fine," like yeah. it just man, I broke down. I. It was, yeah. So it wasn't smooth. I mean, it was a. No, it was not what we thought it was going to be. It was not a smooth process. But after I found out that he was okay and everything was good, like, I just, everything, I just broke down, man. I really did. And the fact that, like, he was good and he was smiling and just looking at me and he could hear my voice and he started following my voice. It just, I mean, it just touches you in a really a different way. And then once Allie got to hold him and everything, I was just like, okay, like we're good now. Yeah. So tell me, tell me more about that feeling that, because I mean, I just, I cannot relate. Right. So tell me more about that feeling of how you just kind of said, you know, hearing me talk, um, kind of following my voice, smiling a little bit. Like what, what did that feel like for you? It's. It's crazy because it's a it's a brand like newborn baby, right? Yeah, you know, he's, only, he's a day old, not even not even a day, not even twenty four hours. Yeah. But the fact that they can go through this whole process and they already know your voice and mm-hmm. already know kind of who you are just yeah. because they can hear you while they're in the womb tones. I, wow, man the the feeling that you get it's like having I don't know. It's like getting a, a puppy on Christmas. Okay, yeah. And raising that puppy all the way throughout. And that puppy only wants to be, like, around you. Yeah. But then, like, times that by, like, 30,000 because you created him. Like, you know, he's a he's you. He's a part of you, and he's a part of your wife or whoever you're making yeah. your baby with. But, like, it's it's the both of you. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I don't know if I can ever really describe that feeling because I've absolutely never felt the way I felt until, like, I actually laid eyes on him and, like, held him in my arms. It was, yeah, man, it was very, very overwhelming. I mean, even when we got home and we got discharged and as soon as I walked in the door, I got everything settled and I'm, like, kind of running on, like, all this adrenaline and, like, lack of sleep. But, like, I'm just, like, making sure everything's good. I got home, got everything set up. He was, you know, eating and everybody was just, like, calm. And then I was like, okay, what what do I need to do now? And then, like, there was nothing to do. And I, like, I broke down again, man, because I'm like, I felt like I completed like my mission as a father. Like I, yeah. you know, he's delivered safe. I got Allie through the process. Yeah. You know, she home. was thanking me for the fact that like I was being so supportive and then I got him home safely. Right. And like, that's like, you know, the safe space. Yeah. That's the environment that there's nothing's going to happen to him. Yeah, exactly. And like getting him there and like understanding that like that process is like really about to begin. We're like, you know, we're going to be parents. It hit me like all over again where I'm just like, wow, this was, just the beginning, really. Yeah, I mean, you know it's just I mean? the beginning, but, like, you just you just feel, like, so much emotion just rush into you, and it's literally all because, like, you know that, like, you're the protector of that person. Right. You know what I this mean? This is you. Like, this yeah. is your person. This is your, you know, and this this actually kind of um, piggies back into what I was kind of thinking about, you know, whatever you have for, like, beliefs or you know, things that you like or, mm-hmm. you know, for the for the early part of this child's life, it's, you know, they're, they're going to be doing what you 
believe in or you know like what you were kind of taught or like what your kind of values are and yeah. as they get older they can kind of well i'm more for this way but these first two years is like it's crucial you know, yeah, it's like, crucial and perfect example was like maybe how you tie your shoes like you know everybody ties them differently but you're gonna teach him the way that you do it and i mean it might not be the right or wrong way but it, like, this all falls on you you know obviously Absolutely. you and her but no it's know. 100% accurate i mean like you like i said before like you reevaluate yeah your importance level of what you actually need to do what mm-hmm. what is the most important factors and like you brought up the belief system and everything like you know i'm a believer in god i really am and you know i prayed a lot before i went to surgery because right. i just wanted to make sure that everything was okay and you know i've done a lot of different things in my past life and you know some things that i'm probably not you know truly proud of but right. ultimately like he's starting fresh Right. And I don't want him to have any of my negative traits. I want everything to be all positive for him and let him make his own mistakes and not learn from me. Like you said, where, you know, he's picking up on all of our characteristics, all of our things that we're doing. So, you know, taking him to church. Do I go to church every Sunday? No. Will I? Yes. Right. And it's really just to make sure that, you know, he can find his own belief system at a certain point, but he doesn't follow somebody else's path. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm starting to think about like all these things and they're way down the road, but it's a different am, world yeah. that we live in today. And, oh, you know, we were talking sure. about this, you know, a couple of days ago where like there's so many like terrible things happening in today's world. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm bringing a child into this environment. How am I going to protect him? How am I going to get him through all the obstacles, the struggles? My dad and I had a conversation as well where he was like, you know, your your son is brand new. He doesn't know race. He doesn't know color. He doesn't know right from wrong yet. You know, like it's your job to teach him all of those things, not to see race, not to see somebody's cultural differences, to be able to blend in certain different environments and making sure that all of those things are super crucial. And then you think about the environment that we live in today and that environment is, you know, and I hate to say it, but it is very focused on yeah. race, color, ethnicity, ethnicity, um, culture. you know, cultural yeah. backgrounds, income levels. Uh, you know, there's so many different factors that, you know, people are getting judged on and none of that matters. They're not looking at like the person inside of them. So it's like, how do I instill that into my son? You know, I've learned that over time. I've learned that with being in different, you know, cultural environments and yeah. understanding that everybody's different, but everybody is different for a reason. You know, each person has their own characteristics because that's the way it's supposed to be. No one is supposed to be the same person. And, you know, living where we're at, to be honest, I'm, I'm worried about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, going into elementary, middle, high school, whatever the case may be, like, it's different when you're in Orlando yeah. because it's a huge melting, melting pot. pot. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, coming over here, a lot of people are just kind of, you know, one-sided. Yeah. It's one way or the other. And, you know, I'm I'm concerned and, you know, worried about that. But hopefully I have the strength and the knowledge to, you know, teach him the right things and give him enough understanding of what's actually going on in the world. And then just really, man, just being able to protect him. That's, that's the biggest thing because, you know, you, you look at these like school shootings and you look at all of these different things happening in New York and Texas and Philadelphia. All, and Philadelphia. I Tennessee, mean, Tennessee. It's know, terrible. It's, these are things that we're talking about is less than 14 days old. You know, it's terrible, man. It's terrible. Days. And how can I make him possibly be the change in the world? Yeah. You know? 
I mean, and you said a lot of things that, I mean, obviously super premature, you know, super early on. But, I mean, these are thoughts that, you know, as as men, you know, I mean, as men of children, as just, just human beings that are just trying to be better, you're just trying to have that convo early so that way he's not caught off guard, you're not caught off guard. And, I mean, just like a few different things there. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm just... Uh, I'm just, you know, grateful that it went how it went. And, um, you know, obviously we spoke about Ali and, you know, how strong that she was. Oh, um, yeah, And, man. you know, is obviously. But how's it been for her kind of, you know, and I know we're only a couple hours out of the no, charge. But. She's, she is doing absolutely amazing. And that's what I said, the, the strength of the woman, um, strength of women in general who are going through this and, you know, doing this whole birth thing. By themselves or that. By themselves or, I mean, even with somebody, it is amazing because it's like the only thing that's driving them is at the end of it, they have a baby. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what type of energy source they like, they stem off of for that. But like, it seems like she didn't even have a surgery. Like, it seems like she didn't even lose a step. Like, I was telling you the other night, like she took, I fell asleep because I was like absolutely mentally exhausted. And I was like, wow. And she took care of the baby after having a C-section literally a day ago and like getting up, moving around, changing diapers, doing all this stuff, like either from the bed or actually getting herself up to do it. I'm just like shocked. But she is like literally over the moon for this this little guy. I can't imagine. Like I'm on the back burner. Right. Dogs are on the back burner. Like it's, <laughs> I got to see that one live. It's a little man, like, up front and center for sure. Well, and I mean, you know, obviously the difference for us is, you know, obviously we help make it, but, I mean, man, they this thing cooks, you know, for months. Like, this thing is a part of them for months, and, you know, we can feel, obviously, kicks and, you know, different things, and, you know, she can say, oh, yeah, he's uh, moving, but... I mean, man, I'm just imagine growing a human in inside of you. You know, I mean that 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 just sounds, it's insane. I mean, the, just the fact that they're able to create more life and you know create a whole new being, like a whole new energy, a whole new soul, a whole new personality. You know, with a with a little bit of help from us, but I mean, man, nine ten months, it is insane. Oh yeah, and I mean the, just the ultimate change that like happens on a day-to-day basis with these guys um you know three days ago he was doing different things than he is today and a lot of people like oh like you know what else is you actually sent me a funny message like does he have any other tricks than sleeping right (laughs) (laughs) and i died yeah but i died laughing because like really you know the first couple months like they're literally only sleeping and eating that's it but like he's already kind of picking up different mannerisms and like different things and like he has this thing where, like, he, like, sucks his lip, and he keeps that lip, like, sucked all the time where, like, mm. you can't even see it. But then when he sticks it out, he, like, looks just like me. But if he puts it away, he's, like, looks like Allie. So, I don't know. It's it's crazy because you just sit there and you stare at, like, a blank face who can't talk to you, and he's just looking back at you, and, you know, you're just thinking the world of him. But yeah. you're, like, so infatuated by him that... Yeah, it's okay if you can only sleep right now. I really don't even care. I'm just excited to look at you. And when you wake up, I'm just glad that, you know, we can be right there. Is he a heavy crier? Or I feel no, like, man. Yeah, I feel like everything that you sent me videos has, has been just like, I'm he like, is, don't newborns cry all the time? Now, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, it is very tough from the hours of like 8 o'clock all yeah. the way until like the, yeah, 8 p.m. to like the next morning of like 4 a.m. to 
whenever so because <laughs> right now he's like doing this thing called cluster feeding where like he has to feed every hour like he'll feed he'll fall asleep in Allie's arms I'll put him in the crib and like literally 30 minutes goes by he's up again cries needs to feed again right but once you hold him and like kind of coddle him he doesn't like he just stops crying the only thing he really hates is the diaper changes he can't I don't know what it is he cannot stand them like anytime I touch him with the wet wipe it is mm-hmm. all out noise like and then as soon as you stop, good to go. Dang. And he's going to have blonde hair. No, so listen. Are you sure? I, I, His I, hair is blonde now, but I my hair used to in, be blonde. I zoomed in on that. Your hair was blonde? Yes. When I was a baby, my hair was like literally the same color as his. And does he have blue eyes? Yes, he does. Yeah. Dude, what the heck? Which I hope that the blue eyes stay blue. But How did that happen? I mean, Ali has like a light hazel, blue, green, something kind of color. He's he's gonna be pretty. He's gonna be a force. Hey man, he's, he's gonna be a gonna, killer. He's gonna he's be a killer. The blue eyes. <laughs> the blue eyes are different. They're different. They are, and they're so big. He's got some big eyes, dude. Big eyes, heavy. You know, a big, big personality. Like you know, big emotion. Like very, very passionate. And he's a Gemini. Yes. So. I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about that, but astrology signs, I don't know if I'm 100% on board with them, but I also do see certain characteristics of, like, each astrology sign, like, with another person, so it's like, something has to add up here a little bit. Do you guys know what time he was born at? uh, 3.20 p.m. What was the... Six pounds, three ounces, 20 inches long. Oh, he's going to be a monster. (laughs) Yeah. His hands are huge too, yeah. and his feet. His yo, <laughs> no cap. His feet. He has like these long, crazy, like finger-looking toes. I see he already has nails too. Yeah. How they grow that in the womb? Hmm. Yeah. So they grow that in the womb, but his toes are like they have like a dexterity of like a chimp. Like yeah, where it that, yeah. literally looks like he has opposable thumbs like on his feet. Because his bones haven't even formed yet. I don't know if it's that or they're just so long, but, like, I saw him do some things with, like, his big toes where, like, he, like, interlocked them and, like, maybe threw up a gang sign with, like, the rest of his other toes. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? It was crazy. I mean, Man, dude. But, you know, this could be a normal thing. I'm a new dad, so I'm infatuated by, like, all the little things. But uh, I mean, you haven't even tipped the iceberg yet. you got so many other. I can't wait till sports start. What do you, uh, so what, are you on like leave and stuff for a couple no, weeks? No, actually, so I'm, Allie's on leave um, as of, I think it was last week, first, Friday right? or something like that, but um, I am not going to take leave until the 20th of okay. June, so I'm just going to get some things squared away at work, you know, get things handled. We have family here right now, which is yeah, really man, nice. Yeah, I miss you at work. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody asks, how, how they do? I'm like, call him and ask him. I don't know. <laughs> like, why are you asking me? Oh, how is he? How is the? I'm like, yeah, well, look at the baby. He's cute. Like, Aw. Everybody. And I feel like that's like a cop out. I feel like everybody always says, aw. Like, do you really mean aw? Or is it like actually aw? Yeah, you know, I wonder the same thing. Because like, I personally don't think newborns are really all that great looking. How do like, you think? I will, I will tell you this. Okay. And I love you. But I, I, I will tell you this. <laughs> That first video, oh, it was rough. First fifteen minutes, but I was like, you know what? Benefit of the doubt, he's fresh out here. Yeah, but that so, last one with the little with the yawn 
And then the one with the little um, with the little blue, yeah, little that, blue yeah, jumper. That so one was it. When I first saw him, and granted, this is my son, so I really, <laughs> hey yo, I'm this a, is double. This is really your son. <laughs> I'm allowed to say this, but I really thought something was wrong with him. Number one, he came out purple. Number two, his face was just so swollen that I was like, "There's no Put way this kid is mine." Put him back. I'm gonna show you the picture. Yeah. I don't think I sent this to the group, but <laughs> nah, nah. nah, yeah, wait, yo, nah, wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, take a look. Now, so what did you think? <laughs> Alright, and this is a safe space. What? <laughs> <laughs> you have to. What did you, you have to preface with? This is a safe space. What like, you, what's coming here? No, but what do you? What were your thoughts here? And I mean, we're not going to show this at all. But dude, his lips were big, man. His lips were big. His, like his eyes were like they. I don't know that he did not look like he was mine. Did he come out crying or no? Yeah, he came did crying he, a little bit, but then he stopped. And that's when everybody was like freaking out. I was like, okay, he should be like really crying he right now. And right then now. I took that picture, and then they rushed him out. Yeah. You so I really thought that. I really thought something was wrong. Um, and this you, picture will never be shown. Yeah. But like, did you love him like all the way here, or was it like a, <laughs> was it like fifty fifty? No, because you know how people like oh like you know I a hundred percent loved him all the way. I mean, you yeah, gotta say that right. It's not I gotta say oh, like either way like I hundred percent was gonna yeah. love him all the way no matter what the yeah. really the biggest things that I was worried about was like umbilical cord being wrapped around your neck yeah. like you may lose oxygen to your brain that can cause a lot of things it can yeah. cause you know um, Down syndrome it can cause yeah. you to have autism it can cause you to have um, growth problems I mean it, the possibilities are endless of what that can actually do to a child and. Those were the main things that I was worried about. Yeah. Because either way, I'm going to love the kid the same, but right. I need to know like what I need to do to make sure that he's good for the rest of his life, yeah. so that I can take care of him. What do I need to prepare for? And I think that's another reason why I really broke down, because when the doctor said that he was all good, and I'm like listing off all these questions, she was like, no, he's fine. And bro, I, I mean, she even said, she's like, I've seen a lot of dads like see their babies for the first time. She's like, I've never seen anything like that. It was, it was very touching. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget it. And I was just... She was like, I don't like, I don't even think you were joking around. Like, like I've felt it. Yeah. And for a doctor who literally does this every, every day of the week, yeah. I was like, okay, well, you know, yeah, the love is there. And my wife was, I mean, she was cheesing ear to ear. Like, awesome. I, I was getting a lot of praises from the hospital. It wasn't about me, but like, nah, were like it's you not know, it was though. It, it was, he's a good dad type of thing. And that's, well, I mean, how, that's what though? I'm striving for. Right. But, but I mean, like, what do you mean? How? Like, if you, like so, when he was born, he was you were a dad for about ten minutes. How you just a good dad? Well, the the leading up process. I got you. Where okay, you know, so making sure so Allie's all good. Potential. I'm, yeah, the potential is the, making sure that you're caring for your baby, making sure that like like and doctors can see that. You know oh, what that's I mean? Because yeah. there's there's some people that you know go into these labor situations. We we're actually watching a show on TLC of like these younger kids that you know get pregnant. I think it was like sixteen or nineteen and pregnant, whatever it is. But it, it wasn't like the old show that, you know, used to be on, on MTV. MTV. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're not advocates for their wives or their partners yeah. who are having the baby. And my biggest thing was, hey, is she good? Is she comfortable? And then when the baby's here, are they good? You're and also are they not comfortable? 16, so. Yes, this is true. But Maturity's probably there. You got a decade on that. You know. But you're right, though, give and take. There's some um, people out there that... They ain't got what it takes. No, for sure. Hey, and I mean, you know, you still have a lot. You know, every day for the next, I think forever, you're going to be show show improving. Yeah, but I'm also going to probably get some milk after this podcast. I don't know. What does that mean? 
You never heard that? My dad went to get milk, never came back. <laughs> you've, ne- <laughs> you've never seen that post? I never had a dad, so. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> he went to get milk. Seven of um, closed. You, you said the... Um, you said the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck. Does he have any uh, breath marks from it? He has like some, he had a lot of scratches and like some, I think he has dents in his head. But I don't know if those are soft spots or those are dents, but he has a lot so of them. Don't press them in. Yeah. Which, you know, I know that because like I had a little baby sister and I also had soft spots when I was a kid kind of growing up. So like I was concussion prone, still am. But like you would think the doctors would mention that. But the only thing that they mention is they give you a paper that literally says, don't shake your baby. <laughs> what the heck? And, like, if you think your baby is shaking, like, take it to the hospital, like, If you think right he's now. shaking, not stirred, or what? <laughs> I guess people, like, they get really flustered, and they're, like, exhausted, and the uh, babies yeah. might not stop crying, so they, like, shake it to stop. I don't... That was the only paper, like, and actual advice we got, other than, like, the things that we need to do to, like, make sure that he's treated and what temperature he should be at yeah. and different things like that, so. Did you guys learn how to wrap him? Yeah. Learn how to swaddle? This whole podcast is about your baby, but by the way, I just hope you know, because I have real, <laughs> I have real questions. Um, okay, so you learn how to swaddle. Who, who taught you that? The nurses. So Seriously. Yeah, two different ways to swaddle. Um, I'm not good at either of them. Yeah. No, I don't think I'll ever be. But the great thing about it is the store sells swaddles that you can just zip up. Bada bing, bada boom. Make it easy. And that that is really easy. But they really do like to be like just really like tightly wound. Yeah. The biggest thing is like holding their arms down and they want to like do whatever because they just like realize, hey, I have hands. That's the tough part. And like you feel like you're going to hurt them because they're like so small. Yeah. But like the nurse, like you should see him kind of like manhandling these babies. Sometimes they're like, "You're not gonna break him." Like that's the first thing that they told me. Yeah. And I was burping him like when he first came out, and I started like burping him, and I'm like, "Am I like hitting him hard?" Like, no. She's like, "Just like hit him," and I'm like, "Are you sure?" She's like, "I promise you, you will not break this I'll baby." I'll knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean that was yeah that was interesting. I so I learned how to swaddle. Um, I did that. There's two different ways of doing it. One's like a burrito fold. The other one is like. It looks like a little Dorito at the end of it with like a little baby head sticking out. It's kind of different. Um, okay, I like that burrito. And uh, he's, what is he eating? He's just a. Uh, he's breastfeeding. Is he? Yeah, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which, she, just, she just won't quit, will she? Hey, man, she's hitting she on. She's working. Hey, she's hitting on all cylinders. I tell her all the time how perfect she is, and, like, yeah. she's literally doing everything, like, perfectly. Like, he latched. Um, took him a minute to kind of, like, understand, like, what to do, but yeah. now he's latching. I think her mature milk is already starting to come in, and yeah. what that means is, like, when they first come out, their stomachs are like the size of like a walnut or something. It's like a super small amount. And the only thing that comes out of a woman's breast before their mature milk comes in is this stuff called colostrum. Um, it's a, it literally looks like you squeeze the pimple and mm, yeah. like the white juice is coming out. Like that's yeah. what it looks like. But it's so packed with nutrients and like so good for the baby that they can live off of that until milk starts to actually get produced. How? I don't how, know. How is how can the body do this? I have no idea. Sorry, how can the female body do this? How can the female body do this? How can a baby's body just lit I mean the I'm telling you, man, when like I tell you like it's a little drop, like a little eeny beady titty witty 
stinky winky like little drop of like juice yeah he's surviving off of it seriously (laughs) it is crazy and i tried it too wait what you try the colostrum yeah the okay how'd it taste really sweet Mm. like okay so if you had to compare it to like a fruit or like a candy bar not even a fruit or candy bar like you ever had like um, like homemade cinnamon roll icing? Wow, that was very specific. Yes, or, I have. Or like not even like I'm trying to say, like you know the cake that like no, no, has no, keep the same comparison. You're not gonna take. Well, I'm saying, but like there's like you know the homemade icings, and they're yeah. like very very light, and they're kind of like drizzled on the cake, and it's not like a frosting, but it's like like a almost on a clear see through. Yeah, I yeah. guess like a confection sugar. Yeah, it's like that. Okay, it's crazy. Maybe like water based. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited to try the breast milk. Is he sleeping in his in his own crib now, or is he... So we have a bassinet by our bed. That's what a bassinet. And, yeah, so he's going to sleep in there. But right now, honestly, bro, like, every time we lay him down in the bassinet, like, he starts to get fussy, and then, like, we hold him, and then he goes to sleep, and then we put him back in there, and he sleeps for a while, and then he gets fussy again. So we've really just been kind of, like, falling asleep, like, standing up kind of thing. Yeah. Which is crazy. And last night, actually, she was holding him and she was asleep. And I, like, got up and I looked over and I was like, all right, he's sleeping. And I picked him up. Bro, her reaction, when I picked him up out of the arms, like, she immediately, like, grabbed at me Mother for instinct. me to, like, drop the baby. It was crazy. Motherly instinct. And I've never seen her do something like that. Like, she's never been a mother before. Uh, that's very true. But, like, the reaction time, it was like, bomb, bomb, bomb. Like, she was on it. How was the dog uh, introduction? Wow. So, I... <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about it. I was surprised. I was really surprised. We got him out. It was storming when we came home. Yeah, a lot of thunder. So Bella was really kind of not like skittish. Already skittish, but they both came up. They like smelled him. Everything was kosher. They were really excited. And then Bella was just kind of like, "All right, I'm gonna go do my thing and like lay under the couch and like chew my bone." Brody. The one I was worried about, the jealous one, the angry one, he is all about this dude. Mm. Like, Allie's feeding him. He's, like, right on the lap with, like, his nose, like, on his foot. Wow. He was crying when we were changing his diaper. He's, like, up there, like, like literally standing on two legs, like, trying to I wonder see what's if going he can, on. I wonder if he knows, like, oh, this was the guy that was inside of her. Because you know how dogs can sense when they're like, pregnant. Yeah, and I feel like they do. And we brought, um, we did, like, the little blanket thing. Yeah, um, that's what I was talking about yeah, before. We do that little blanket thing, and we brought a little hat home. They smelt it, did their whole thing. But Brody is really all about this baby. And I don't know if it's, like, for now, plotting a demise kind of thing. Now, I don't want to give him that much credit, but, I mean, if he's there with it, he's next level. He is. But he's been next level. He's a very vindictive little little dog. That's why me and him don't get along, because I see passes all of his crap. Yeah, Allie doesn't. Yeah, yeah, so it, it is what it is. That's like me with these ones. But, but um, damn, man, I mean, that's exciting. Are you still, so you feel exhausted already, right? You feel? Oh, man, I'm I'm running on fumes. But, like, I feel like I get re-energized every time I hold them. But then also I'm like, False energy. Like, <laughs> like I have to go back to life at a certain point. Like, well, and that's the thing. So you like right now you've been kind of on pause, right? Where it's been. Well, I've like I've thought I was on pause, but like I'm so worried about everything going on with work that I'm trying to get everything because I haven't taken a day off yet. Technically, yeah. 
Like I haven't started my maternity or paternity leave where like I'm like no work. Uh, it's just everything here. But like I'm trying to get everything wrapped up. Eric. So like every little moment that I have and bro, you know, thank God for Eric. Thank God for DR Horton because yeah. they have been absolutely so supportive with me and, you know, doing all this process. But I'm trying to wrap things up here and there. I'm doing interviews for, you know, new properties that we have opening up. Yeah, let me know, um, man. Bro, you know, I'm looking for a new job. <laughs> Where's the button where it's like boo? <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I just can't let my job. Shout out, Brad. All right. But, yeah, so it, I'm going to be very excited for that time where I can, like, just disconnect. But, like, right now I feel like tomorrow's about to start and, like, I really have to, like, be on my game because they have given me ample enough time to make sure everything is good to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's it's so amazing to have a company that supports you like that. But it's also, like, in the back of your mind, like, I feel like I'm letting people down or I'm not yeah. carrying my weight. Yeah. And the whole situation, the whole matter. So life starts back tomorrow. You know, Allie's home. She's good. Family's there to support her. I got to tie up all of my loose ends and, you know, kind of get ready for my paternity leave. And she's already done that. She's way ahead of the game all the time. Me, myself, I kind of wait till I'm there to, like, get things rolling. Yeah. And your family's here, right? Yeah. Which, you know, hopefully you and Brittany stop by the house, come see little man. No, I mean, I, bro, I've been dying to. I just, I've been slammed at work. So, uh, again, kind of how you talked about, like, yeah. like, you know, like tomorrow, like, dude, I've been gunning these last two weeks and it's just been. How's insane. that been going for you, too? Because I know that you got a lot of things going on. I know there's a competition going on at work it, right now. So, you know what it was for me? It was, it was a few things, right? So, and I'll keep it short, but. It was a few things where I was very content in, like, my job placement. Mm -hmm. You know, four or five contracts a month, you know, X amount of thousand dollars a month. It's easy to get complacent when you can feed yourself and do whatever you need to do. Like, (laughs) wake up, not check the account for three or four weeks straight, you know, buy whatever I want. Like, just, like, just, I'm just doing... Obviously, and I, and I mean it in the most not braggadocious way, but it's just like literally, I want to wake up and go. Um, I don't know, put some uh, put some subs in my truck. All right, yeah, like let's just do it, you know? Because like I know it's there, right? Yeah. Right? Um, bills are paid in advance, like everything's taken care of, like the family's good, dogs are good, right? But then, you know, that whole thing happened at work, right? Where like, that whole you know situation and. Um, it really kind of frustrated me, one, and then that contest came out, you know, we're like, hey, like, we're taking, you know, top five, so-and-so. So, it was between that incident at work where somebody, you know, kind of took advantage of me, mm-hmm. you know, for just for just for lack of a better word, and then this contest came out, man, I got like a second wind of, yeah. you know, just like, it was, it was almost like a breath of fresh air, and I was like, dude, I, I'm not trying my hardest, like, and... Not you know, to say that, yeah. Not but to say that what I'm doing is bad. But I'm like, I could be doing so much more. Here's the thing: when you're really good at something, and like you have the gift to gab, you have the gift to you know sell and do whatever you want to do, right? When you have the ability to do something so well, yeah, above you know other people's 100 percent, just naturally, yeah, it's so easy to get complacent in what you're doing, and then sometimes you can get bored, and then just like get into this like pattern where. Yeah, I closed a contract today, and I closed a contract yesterday, and my bills are paid, and I'm good to go, and, you know, it is what it is. But then, like, somebody, like, shines a light on you, 
And it's yeah. like you're over there in the corner kind of just like doing your own thing. But then that light shines on you. And then like people are actually like watching what you're doing. So right. it's like, am I really doing my best? And then you right. kind of do that inner self-reflection where it's like, now I'm competing with somebody. Now it's like, okay, everybody can see who the top three, top four, top five are. Yeah. Am I in that range? And then it's like more of a self-motivation exactly. thing at that point. It really doesn't even matter about the contest. It's like, am I the best? Well, and that Am was I my good as I think was, I am? Right. And that was my whole thing was because like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a big disadvantage to me, but I'm, I don't care because I know that life isn't fair. So it's not like we're in a game and it's like, oh, well, you know, Cameron's winning because he has, it doesn't matter. Like this is the hand that you, you were dealt. Mm-hmm. Make the best of it and stop giving an, an an excuse. And the reason why I say that is because people who have time to complain is because they're not spending time working. Yeah. Right. So you have time to complain and moan and groan. It's, it's because you're not on the phone trying to make a sale, trying to do you know X Y Z. So that those moments where I was like, man, I wish I could be no man, just making phone calls. I'm going to offices. I mean, man, I've had more showings in this last 10 days. Like, I'm talking about back-to-back-to-back-to-back where I've left the house, you know, 7 a.m. coming home at 6, 6.37 p.m. to where I'm like, dude, like, before I was, you know, I was working before. I'm, yeah. I wasn't working. I was following up. I was doing, but I was like, man, but I'm working. Like, like, like I get home, and I'm, I'm exhausted, right? And I was ex- exhausted prior, but, and I'm just now seeing and it's it's nice because in this industry you can see uh, immediate gratification yeah. and, a, and an immediate ROI on your efforts. Mm-hmm. So it's like I go to an office, boom, I get a phone call. You know what I mean? And there's just there's so many things. Yesterday I I was just following up with you know realtors that I just have met over like the weeks, months, and this guy that we had, we've gone out like two or three times. You know, just kind of caught up. I gave him a call. He's like, man, it's so crazy. I was just thinking about you because I had this buyer, blah blah. Met him up last night, you know, toured, and they left the house, boom, and I'm writing it. But it's just like, man, like, if I didn't make that call. So I've just really been on top of it because, and like I said, I think it was that incident and really this this contest because, you know, there's a big reward at the end of it. But uh, I just really want to prove to myself, like, man, you know, I can do this and I can keep up with the big dogs who have yeah. been here for 9, 10, 11 plus years. No, 100%. And I can do it. Like, and the relevancy thing is like really key. It's like making sure that you're staying in front of like these people's faces. We yeah. were talking about kind of like when you did the marketing efforts um, over on Nine Mile. And you go and you see all of these people. Yeah. But you have to think there's maybe three or four or five people behind you that went and did the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. But who's going to come in the second, the third, the fourth, yeah. the fifth time where it's like, at that point, you're on a name recognition basis right. where, oh, that's Abel. Exactly. Oh, go talk to Abel. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the relevance factor, especially in sales, man, it is such an important thing to always be relevant. And people pay crazy amount of dollars for their relevancy. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of money that we spend on marketing budgets just to be at the top of a apartment list page or a Zillow rental page or just your pay-per-click campaigns because a lot of the time these consumers, they go to the first thing that they can click yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. And then they adjust their browsing from there. So if they start with you and you have that ability to close, they're not going anywhere else. You're getting all these leads. You're getting all these people. They're not going to go to Joe, Susie, Smith, Keller Williams down the road. Like right. They're not doing that. 
Well, I'm calling that's Abel. That's why I was even telling you. I was like, you know, it was, and again, you know, we we talk so much about positive energy and just, you know, because when the incident happened, man, I just like, the whole week was rough for me. I was just down, like yeah. I just couldn't shake it. You know, typically, like I told you, I sleep it off, shake it off. Man, I was sleeping. Waking up just over it, over it. Just like, bro, going to work, dragging, dragging. And I was like, man, you know what? This is not going to define me because, again, this goes back to loyalty. But, man, this is not going to define me. And, you know, partial of that was motivation to show you, like, hey, you know what? You snaked me on this deal. I'm going to write 10 more behind it just to prove that I don't need that one deal. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I do believe in karma, good karma, you know, Bad karma, do good by people, all, all that stuff there. But uh, divine timing, you know, when I walked into one of the uh, leasing offices, you know, bro, end of the day, you know, and, and you had gave me the idea about going to get them the uh, cookies and stuff. So I just popped in there, man, quick. And they were all sitting there talking. I said, hey, you know, and I gave my whole spiel. And she's like, man, that's so crazy. We were just talking about you guys. And I was like, seriously? She's like, yeah. Bro, and we go into a 25-minute conversation about what last week we have coming right over there. The one girl's looking for a house. I was like, man, if I would have never walked in here today, like, and she's like, yeah, we just had two renters, you know, uh, go under contract for you guys. I was like, I said, man, well, if you have any more, call me. So it's that separation of that foot traffic, you know, mm-hmm. one, two. And it's, man, how bad do you want it? You know, like, and I had to learn to, to do things by the day, right? Yeah. I'm at work, man. You know, whatever it is, eight to five or, you know, nine to six, whatever it is. Man, when you're at work, be at work, you know? Don't be on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. I mean, obviously, everybody wants like a little break, you know, during lunch. But, man, I'm at work. I'm either doing phone calls. I'm sending texts back. I'm doing emails. I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to grow my business. Whereas before, I was kind of, you know, going back and forth. I was kind of, you know, lounging, you know, just kind of coasting. Yeah, I see the pay stub. Yeah, I'm good, man. I ain't sweating too much. But, excuse me, that's why I'm like, dude, I'm at work. Let me make the most use and be the most efficient of my time now. And I mean, man, it's shown me tenfold. I've, you know, had a bunch of showings. You know, let's say I had ten, right? Maybe only three panned out. But, man, those other seven, I made that impression with their realtor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's why, like I was telling uh, Brittany, I said, you know, and that's a, and that's, a, and that's another thing about the, a battle really quickly. You know, 100% of the time, you want to make a sale. 50% is obviously making the sale. The other 50% is, is even getting the call for the showing. Yeah. Like, I'm... I'm going to make 100% shots of nothing if I don't shoot anything. No, that makes 100%. Sense. If I don't take a shot, I'm for sure not going to make it. If I don't get a call, I'm for sure not going to write a uh, contract. If, I, if I get a call at least, yo, I already got a 50-50% chance of just, a, of just a possibility. Yeah, man. So it's those people knowing you and those making those phone call connections like, how we've been doing the whole TikTok, like the, you know, YouTube stuff, like that stuff, it, it, it makes a difference. No, 100%, man. And I tell you what, um, back when I was actually doing sales and leasing and everything, we did a, um, it was like a sales training. And they say that, you know, once they walk out of your door and they don't close, like at that very point in time, you've lost a 50% possibility yeah, no, or even a little bit higher than you closing on that deal. But what I really elevated on that no one else really took the time to do is, like you said, those phone calls. 
where I'm building a rapport with somebody who hasn't even walked in the door yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm making sure that they know my name. They know I'm here to help them. They know I know about the product. I know what they want. I know what they're looking for so that for whatever reason, if I wasn't there that day or even if I was and I was on a tour, they're going to say, oh, I came for Cameron. Yeah. Because you do that. Somebody else can't take that tour because you've already built that lead. That's what I'm saying. They're not, they're not thinking about anybody else. They're not going to go talk to, you know, whoever. I came for Cameron. Yeah. And people and, think it's just emails, man. Like, it's I, really not. I cut the email thing out, dude, and I'm I'm at the phone now. Even following up with a buyer, it's like, like a text, hey, man, I'm just trying to see. No, man, call. Bro. Like, what's the worst I could say is is no? no. And and. I'm prepared for no, so I'm calling out, and they'll answer, and you don't even know how many guys I got back on the phone, and you're like, yeah, yeah, man, you know, like, I really want to do it, but, and I'm just like, okay, man, talk to me, like, what is it? And I I didn't even know that they had questions that they were scared to ask me, but after talking to them, they were like, wow, like, like you really got my point across. It's and you, very easy to tell somebody no over the over a text or mm-hmm. over an email or just, or just to completely ignore it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But you get them on the phone and you talk to them. Yep. It's it's a lot harder to tell somebody, hey, I don't like the product or hey, I don't want it or hey, I'm not doing this. You get the true, real, raw facts out of an actual phone call conversation. Unless you're like an A-class BSer, which I know a few. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> that guy's nuts. <laughs> No, um, it, it, it's definitely a lot different than to be face-to-face and talking to somebody. And that's actually why I'm very adamant about, like, if I have a serious situation going on, I pick up the phone and call. Because my literacy, as you know, my grammar yeah, is not always the best. Yeah. Especially, like, via text. I, luckily, I have Grammarly on my email and stuff. But, like, if I really need to get my phone across... I want to talk to you face to face. I want yeah. to talk to you on the phone and like hear your tone of voice, That's what I'm hear saying. the energy that you're giving off, right. telling me, you know, what's exactly going on. But then I also have, you know, these audio, you know, cognizance of, are you lying to me? Or <laughs> are you telling me the whole truth? Or yeah. is there something missing in this whole like pot of information? So my whole thing has just been, and again, I've been trying to be better about my time management, but like, you know, when I get home, man, after a certain time, turn it off. Yeah. Take the time for the family. But, man, when I wake up in the morning, on the way to work, phone calls. Just being the most efficient, you know. Work making phone balance. calls, driving to work, right? Like, don't wait till I get to work to make phone calls. Emails. It's like staying Bro, on. Use all that. T- you got an hour of, drive to go to right. work, man. Use that time. Staying on top of everything. And, and my whole thing has just been just getting in, in front of people, in front of buyers. I've had so many appointments this week where they're like, yeah, you know, like, they're not really, you know, like, you know, like, we don't want to bother. I'm like, hey, it's not a bother. I'm gonna meet you guys, and they'll see the house, and they ain't like it. We're so sorry for I waste your time. It's not a waste, man, because you saw me, and even if it's not this house right now, maybe two, three, four, five years down the line, it'll it'll be something that I got for you. Hundred percent. It's just be, it's just being in front of people, realtors taking that time, shaking hands, because again, there's so, that's so much more organic versus just an email or or a text. Hey, man, I found your number online. You know how many? Oh, and I meant to tell you this. Sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> got a little excited there. Um, got invited to a uh, golf benefit in, in a Tiger Point. Hey, August 24th. When? Want to invite you? When are we doing this? August 24th. I like Tiger Point. I know you do. That's so a really nice course. Got invited to that. Hey, yeah, man. We're uh, you know giving money back for uh, better women. Blah, blah blah. Just like different things, right? Like really, really good uh, causes. We going with Project Thing Forward? Or are we going as? This is just. 
us. B2R and right. So uh, I said, I said, hey man, I would love to invite my man who's a performer manager for us. Oh yeah, man, for sure because they do a bunch of like listening stuff as well. But, I mean, again, uh, it's okay. that net, it's just that it's networking, networking bug of just you were on the court and I said, hey man, I'm gonna be real with you. Yeah, probably, probably not not the best. Oh no, man, come on, like you know, it's all for a, a good cause. I'm like, all right. I said, my yeah, man's but, pretty good. But I mean, here's the thing, though. Hopefully, he we're, can go for us both. We're not going out there like half stepping. Like you're gonna need to get on the driving Prior. range. Yeah, no, I'm with it for sure. No, 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 no I'm being serious. Because like no, I mean, for sure, networking's all great, but like being remembered as a guy who's uncoordinated and can't hit a golf ball. Yeah, like no one's giving you money. Yeah, no one's bringing you clients. <laughs> but, but, but I'm saying though, so you know that, like, and and I've scheduled. I mean, I've shared my calendar, and I schedule so many things up here in the, like the next two three weeks. Hey, man. When are you free to have a coffee, you know, a yeah. beer, get a bite? No, 100%. Not, not because you have a client, but I, I'm I'm just, I literally just, just want to talk to you about your business, talk about mine, talk about where I'm at, get to know you. So when you do have a client, you say, oh, you've been, yo, you know what? I forgot. Abel's hilarious. Let me give him a call because he's over here. But deals are closed on the golf course. That's And that's something that I'm going to have to figure out here. Yeah, we're gonna get you scored away. Even if it's not like the best drive in the world, like if we're playing a it scramble and you can putt, as I'm saying, yeah, we're gonna be straight. Yeah, it is a scramble team. Oh, okay. So then we, yeah, it's like random be, picks. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be solid. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a good deal. Yeah, that was hey. it though, man, guys. Thank you guys for coming out. Hey, I appreciate y'all listening to my spiel of the newly appointed fatherhood, and make sure you follow my TikTok that's about to come out oh, here yeah. live. Yeah. I'm about to start a dad talk, man. Cam talk, dad talk. What's the username? My journey to fatherhood. Honestly, I don't even know my username. <laughs> Hold on, let me check. Let me check it real quick. Let me check it real quick. Yeah, that's funny. Go though. crazy, Cam. Go crazy at, cams okay. username at go crazy cam. Follow my TikTok for my future journey and follow. I put them in the link in the uh, in the uh, bio there for you guys. Link in bio, I'm pointing downwards. By the way, that's right now. And uh, again, this is the Think Four podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening, uh, and we'll be back next Friday again. Have a good weekend. Be safe. Stick with the families. All that good stuff. And we got a new father in here, and this is gonna be something great, man. The summer's hey. coming. Stay safe, and uh, yeah. That's your host, Abel Janelle, <laughs> and I'm your co-host, Cameron Dixon. Hey, what we got here? What's up? Ironic how I'm who they miss, they talk to me now. We got some Jack playing? Hey. Am I the realest? Okay, I feel it. Uh.